0: This is the voice of Ohio Valley Wrestling, Brian Kinison, and you're listening to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Ohio Valley Wrestling, and the home of Podcasters, the unofficial podcast for the Netflix series Wrestlers.
1: Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. I am the last splash, Brian Hines. And I am the Southeast ace, Jack Minoaks.
2: Today we are going to get into all the action from OVW-TV episode 1266, emanating live from historic Davis Arena on November 16th, 2023.
1: We were actually in attendance last night. Oh, we sure were. It was awesome. We'll hear a lot more about Our experience there and the new renovations of uh, the studio throughout the rest of this podcast. Joined by a very special guest at the end of this podcast, Maximo Suave. That's right. It's
2: always a pleasure
1: to have him on on our show. Oh, I love Maximo. My close personal best friend, my new close personal best friend, Maximo Suave. um, Telling us not only about what we can see as viewers or visitors of OVW Arena, but what we can't see as wrestlers. That's right. Behind the scenes. Be at the end of this podcast. Um, great night last night though. Um, something that I had kind of, I guess I, when you watch wrestling on television, I've mentioned this before, when you watch wrestling on television all the time, it can be kind of hard to connect, especially when we do it. Um, for this podcast, like for me, it's, it's, it's rough sometimes, like when I have to think about things critically and I'm working it in more like it's a job than it's, yeah. than it's something, a pleasurable experience was just what it should be. Uh, last night I did, I, I mean, I was hooting and hol I was, I was a monkey over there. <laughs> I, was, last I was having, night was <laughs> having one the time of my the life. Books. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: I don't even know where to begin to talk about how how much fun we had last night. I mean, from jump as soon as we Mm -hmm. got
1: there, we get in and the whole place looks fantastic. It's hard not to be excited when you walk in and it's different. It's it is literally a breath of fresh air when you walk in. Yeah. I mean we have even the must is gone. Yeah, it was. It, it
2: was, I mean, it, it was very much shiny and new in a lot of respects. And yeah. we had heard that there were going to be some renovations coming, but that was it. We didn't have any sort of time frame. Uh, but I, still, I, I figured it was probably going to be down the road. So I walked in expecting what I had seen at Davis Arena last time, and that was definitely not the case.
1: I still felt like it was Davis Arena, though. It was new and improved, Davis. But it know? was new, yeah. There, it was very different. It was it had a lot of facelift, but like the heart and the soul and the energy, the performance, the storytelling, like it. It was not a change for OVW um, that was purely cosmetic. It only enhanced what they were already doing.
2: Right. It, the spirit of AEW was just as strong as it ever was, mm-hmm. but it was. Uh, It was enhanced. It was presented better. It was presented much better. Yeah, it was
1: getting that push. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We've had an interesting week, a a busy week, a hectic week, too, here on the podcast feed. Um, Jay DeNiro hit last night, so I guess two nights ago, if you're listening to this, as it hits our feed on Saturday morning. um, Jay DeNiro, quite an interview. One of the longest ones we've done. Period. It was a fascinating interview. I learned a a lot about Um, a lot of different things. The kind of... We we were hit back-to-back with things we didn't expect when we interviewed TW3 and Jay DeNiro back-to-back. Both of those guys were super great. Um, Go back and listen to those interviews uh, if you haven't already. But Jay DeNiro was... He's very surprising. He's very methodical. He's a very well-spoken guy, very intelligent guy. Very humble. Very humble guy. Um, If you're a quote-unquote wrestling fan or whatever you consider yourself, casual, hardcore, in between, um, the insight of the business from a guy like Jay Niro, 22 years in, uh, who's that big and that honestly talented at all aspects of it, um, but is still willing to go and what I think we saw him wrestle basically his first match last night. We'd yeah, seen him in the ring so. a couple of times, but in terms of having like a match, match? actually
2: ha- it, having a match where it was Jay De Niro as a actual participant mm-hmm. instead of sneaking in and hitting somebody with the loaded baked potato mm-hmm. glove, I uh, believe that was our first time.
1: Yeah. And this guy, it was evident upon me seeing him, we'll cover this later, it's evident upon me seeing him wrestle, like actually wrestle for the first time. This guy's like incredible. But just like his insight, his humbleness, like we said, like this is, a, this is a wrestling fans interview. For me, this is one of my favorite ones. My two favorite ones that we've done have been Maria and Jay De Niro, and it's because they've been different than yes. all of the rest of them. Not to say better or more than, but just to say different.
0: I learned some things during that Jay De Niro interview that I, that I didn't yeah. know as a relative novice to wrestling.
2: I learned some things, and I've been watching wrestling since, you know, the, the Reagan administration, his first term. So I definitely learned some stuff that I, I wasn't aware of. And I wish that we had uh, been able to do this interview with Jay De Nero after or during what's going on with this current storyline. This happened before... His current story with uh, what we saw last night Un in person. Pesos. Yeah, Junta Pesos. But uh, I got a chance to catch up with him last night and talk briefly about uh, his match and, and the current storyline. And uh, it was it was great to hear his insight into uh, what's going on with that particular story and in the match. And uh, Manny Domingo, I, uh, I really enjoyed our talk. So I appreciate your time last night as well as our... Uh, interview with you a couple weeks ago
1: every guest that we've had there's been a lot more on the table to cover
2: oh my god certainly
1: and we went the longest that we went with anyone with jay denaro except for maybe uh maximo suave Uh, (laughs) um and we went the longest that we went with anybody with jay denaro and same could be said about maximo but same can be said about everyone that we've interviewed there's a lot more to cover and with with all of these performers we barely scratch the surface we're looking forward to having these guys back and getting in even further for you the listener uh into what makes them tick why they're in wrestling what ovw has in store for them etc cetera, etc cetera.
2: yeah every time we have somebody in first of all it is uh a true honor to have People come and sit in with us, and it's also... Surreal, uh, even. Yes, and it's... uh, um, I got all excited and I lost my train of thought. (laughs) It's just a really good time, and uh, I always learn a lot that uh, I never would have thought to ask, and it's just always a, a surprise, a pleasant surprise. And honestly, all we
1: do, for the most part, is listen. Yeah. We're, we're just like you guys at home. Like, yeah, wha- like, hey,
2: tell me a story.
1: Yeah, all we do really f- to these guys is listen because uh, everything they have to say is, is fascinating. Yeah,
2: and they're going to tell stories that are so much more entertaining than anything
1: that I could think to ask them. And it's mm-hmm. just,
2: you know, good that just let them... They're interviewing them
1: us. We let them steer the boat. Pretty much. Um, especially in our biggest... Podcast interview to date with the Bougettoist Baddie Hollyhood Haley J, star, basically the star of Netflix uh The Wrestlers. Um, she is our tenth interview. She will be hitting the podcast feed this That's, thursday this yeah this thursday
0: it's a thanksgiving miracle
1: it's a thing yeah it is yep. actually this will be our thanksgiving gift we are thankful for hollywood all of the wrestlers sure to are. come by but hollywood Haley jay was someone that we got to peel it back a little bit last minute unexpectedly um and she was i guess we can
0: say this was the night of the manchester this show. yes
1: yeah. and we we called a meeting and said we can't pass this one up And we didn't. And she was every bit of what you've seen on OVW television.
2: Yeah, she was everything I expected she was going to be. She was every bit
1: of everything you've seen on Wrestlers on Netflix. She was awesome. That is our 10th interview. We are super happy to uh, not only land an interview like that, but have it kind of coincide with our 10th release. Another kind of milestone for the podcast we've hit. That's our first
2: big official interview milestone uh, yes. for our unofficial podcast.
1: And we've, we've hit um, the, and let us stress this, baby. Are you listening over there at Ringside Podcast? The unofficial podcast of OVW. We've done all right for ourselves over here. Um, we hit 3,000 downloads. We have more engagement on Spotify, than Ringside Podcast. Anyway, anyway, we were at OVW Arena last night. Um, and we will be trailing, covering, recovering, giving reaction to all of the action from OVW episode 1266 from November 7th, November 16th, right after this. Hey, folks, Tiny
0: Brian here once again to talk about, you know what it is. He won't shut up about it.
1: Homefront Bluegrass.
0: See, they know. Hey, guys. What does Bluegrass Hunt Homefront have? What's it's not What is it known for?
1: Bluegrass, telling Kentucky stories,
0: with uh, Kentucky music,
1: and Kentucky people.
0: Sure, and events and all that. I have I do have a big announcement. This week, uh, at a random morning at like eight o two a.m. Um, podcast producer Vi- uh, co my co host Victor texted me and is like. All right, I'm going to start reaching out to musicians. We'll do a season three. Whoa. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. So, yes, Bluegrass Homefront season three, return coming 2024. Until then, catch up on seasons one and two right now at bluegrasshomefront.com or wherever you get your podcast. Now back to the OVW podcast.
1: Welcome back to the OVW Podcast, the very unofficial, unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. He's still... Behinds. And I'm still... Jackman Oaks. There we go. Some people can't pronounce it. I think the C and the H next to each other throw them off. Can I start calling name. you the Ocho? Uh, no. Nocho? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I don't do nicknames. This is Anybody who knows me knows I'm notoriously <laughs> like anti-nickname. Um as long as, but sometimes I do pay to be called certain things. That's a different podcast for a different day. That's actually for OVW After Dark. Um, let's see. We started off here. Cal Hero been through hell this past summer, all the way up into the fall. Um, he just can't catch a break. Recap of Cal Hero. Cal Hero, I guess started recapping every single injury he's uh dealt with at the hands of Adam Revolver.
2: Yeah. And basically his whole entire story going back 3 years.
1: Let's let's go through it. Uh burned in the face with the fireball. Yeah. Um hung.
0: When did that yeah. happen? When was he hung?
1: Oh, he got hung like 2 or 3 weeks ago. The Strap match at oh, the okay. pay-per-view and okay. no, the yeah, rest yeah. for the it's been yes. It's been very recently. Did yeah. you see it? I
0: saw I a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you say hung, I think big boss man. What can I say?
2: I think but
1: uh when I stockings by the chimney with care. When I think hung and calhero, I think something different. But check please. Um Fanny Pack Kid, am I right? Uh anyway, anyway. Um uh, <laughs> anywhere, anyway. He was
0: hung, he was burned, his eyes were He's all, he's still
1: hung. Um
0: He was blinded. He's been beaten and abused.
1: Every if you watched Memphis in the eighties Cal Hero has done every single angle from Memphis in the 80s that you could possibly imagine, I guess is what we're getting to. And, rightfully so, he kind of deserves a little bit of a break from Adam Revolver. I think us as the viewer we deserve all a little bit of a break from Cal Hero and Adam Revolver. Um, Cal, though, being the fighting baby face that he is, he comes out. He's challenging Adam Revolver. He gets challenged by seven different people. No, no Eight. Eight different people. TV says eight is enough. Blanco Loco, TW3, Dimes, Will Austin, Jared Kripke, Max Mo Suave, Hakim ZDP. That is eight. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we had...
2: So right at the top of the show, it got crowded quick. But that's fine because they made plenty more room in Davis
0: Arena. Yeah, they have a brand new stage. Yeah. So everyone
1: was able to actually uh, fit on the ramp for once. And
0: get out of the way of ZDP, who was actively trying to eat the flesh of the competitors. Yeah.
1: Cal was more than willing to take on all eight people that were challenging for his title right there because that's what a good baby face does. Yeah, he didn't care. He was ready to go right then and there. Al Snow, however, knowing what put butts in seats, said, we're not doing this right now. Eight-man scramble for main event of hour one to determine the number one contender for this belt. So right Cal off Hero. the
2: bat, we knew that we were in for uh a hell of a match
1: because we it was going to be chaos and guess what it sure was. Well and like everything we see from these guys and we'll cover it in long form. Like I was um I was actively excited <laughs> when are. I realized what was going on here oh, to yeah. have just a big fucking clusterfuck of a match uh for one of the main events. And like this is something that OVW has leaned into that I don't think that is something necessarily that's uh congruent with the rest of the stuff that they have put on but they have really 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 leaned into these rush division matches and these smaller guys getting a ton of time and being able to do whatever it is they want to do inside of a match i love it i love it, it reminds me so much of of like impact or tna circa like 2003 2004 lo- it's it's awesome to see these guys get a, a big um opportunity like this
2: it's a good way to uh to shake things up it doesn't always have Mm -hmm. to be like the biggest story gets the biggest push week after week that story's always going to be there you know it's there you don't have to be reminded of it uh like some of the other big names do where there's recap after recap after recap and go on it over and over and over again it's there just let it sit even let you forget about it and then come down to the Rust Division and, and see what's going on there and watch those guys uh, duke it out for a while. Because all those other big stories with the uh,
1: the bigger names, mm, quote they're unquote. always going to be there. The... Uh that kind of, that segment kind of sets the precedence for Hour 1. And we, of course, revisit it as it's the main event of Hour 1, that eight-man scramble match. Um, but the first actual action that we see inside of the ring tonight is between, I believe, one... Uh, you you know, uh, there's four people in this match. You know three-quarters of them? Uh, I... I know Carson Drake, and I, you know. Don't act like you're not on the Outrunners steam w- jet, jet you, ski every weekend.
2: You weren't supposed to talk about that, Out. man. I we talked know. about this off mic. We weren't going to mention that.
1: How happy, That's fine. That's fine. How happy were you to see Carson Drake back at OVW? I was stoked. This First is match somebody of the that, night. Somebody that literally, like, podcast episode one or two of this podcast, you said, this guy's going to be at OVW. Yeah. Yeah, and uh,
2: I I knew he was going to come back based on his performance at uh, No Rest for the Wicked. He didn't uh, turn it, come out with a win in his uh, OVW debut, but uh, when I ran into him before his match, he said, cheer real hard, and I'll get to keep my job. And, it was one uh, of the
1: all-time great wrestling moments, like, seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so funny. <laughs> like, he didn't know who I was, you know, he just said it to be saying it. You know, I, that that guy's got a lot going on. Yeah. He he kind of uh I I hate to draw the comparison because it's really unfair to him. Um but he body-wise and kind of like look-wise and he's kind of smooth like Bob Eaton. I hadn't thought about
2: that. Last night during the—that's
1: hey, a really hard comparison to make. That's last a night really during the impossible show, comparison impossible comparison. Somebody make.
2: compared him to a young uh, Barry Wyndham. I could and see. As yeah, soon as some, yeah, as soon as yeah. whoever it was said that Barry might clicked. be better it's than like, Bobby, actually. Yeah, uh,
1: like no, that's it's. I I, I hate. To, I hesitate to compare him mm-hmm. to either one of them.
2: No, I mean a de- that's
1: a death sentence to get compared to guys like that. But he is—he's got—he's got a little something brewing. Like I, I like the kid. I'd never seen oh, him definitely. before,
0: and a few weeks
1: ago, the the and
2: commentary team is is very high on on him, talking about him being one of the uh, best newcomer. Uh, Up and coming wrestlers in the world and future Hall of Famer for this to be your first Thursday night televised match, that's a hell of an intro right there. Well,
1: and what I what I love the most about his look is that he looks athletic without being jacked. Yeah, I loved when guy. I love when guys are jacked. Like, don't get me wrong, but um, there there is a lost art to the athletic look with without like the six pack abs and he nailed it. Yeah. 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 Just a lot like Wyndham, a lot like Bobby Eaton, like just in terms of body, like, yeah. and, and great hair, like both of those guys too. Uh, um, outrunners one, we've been talking about this for the last few weeks. Uh, when I heard the outrunners music hit, I knew that this was finally going to be their win back their quote unquote win back. Yeah. Cause we have kind of a hodgepodge tag team of two guys that we don't recognize totally yet. Um, yet, um, but outrunners, we know what we're getting out of an outrunners match. We and, always do, and especially when we're putting it right here at the top of the hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Watching
2: uh, the outrunners last night, and they come to the ring, and they're spinning like they always do, and Carson Drake's back there in the corner spinning right there with him. I, I love it, man. It was I hilarious. love <laughs> it was a great
1: match. I love Carson Drake's. Um, seeing him live, I love his ability to always be working. Yeah. <laughs> like he wasn't he the one
0: yelling at his partner on the yes, way off? Yes, yes, I was actually but, mess with the outrunner. They're so cool. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Like no, the guy does not stop if he's uh walking to the back room. He's working. If he's coming out of the entrance, he's working. If he's in the ring, he's working. If he's walking his partner out, he's working. Like the, he's he's always he's got something. Yeah, he's got something. I like him. OVW. I know you guys listen to this podcast, but Carson Drake. Book Carson Drake, the unofficial podcast of OVW. Book Carson Drake, guys, come on, look at him,
2: he's beautiful. He'll be in uh, my neck of the woods in Ohio uh, this weekend. I want to say tomorrow night. Go check tonight him out. Go
1: check him out. You don't need any. You, you got him on video already, but you want to see
2: you want to see what he does. If live? You, go check him out, yeah. If you're in southern Ohio and uh, you want to see what it's like uh, in real life, go Spot Monkey Promotions. I wanted to say tonight is uh, Georgetown, Ohio. Chalance
1: Royale and Freya the Slayer with the second match of the night. Uh, Frey the Slayer Quick work Yeah there, there wasn't a whole lot to it Other than
2: uh, Interference from the Bad Girls Club
1: Right And we were lucky enough to see Or an the...
2: interruption There wasn't an interference In the match per se Fair
1: enough I, like, I appreciate the distinction Technically I
0: guess you would say Tiffany came out And went to commentary Even though a full melee Almost ensued And if you remember We almost lost Brian Kennison In total for that moment
2: Yeah I, I looked over And he wasn't there anymore I missed what happened Oh he fell Oh, God.
0: Yeah, he fell off the news platform, like, down onto the ramp. Yikes. It, was, it looked scary, but I, I don't think it was planned because he went in the back. I think he got checked out and came out and was fine.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to hear he's all right. What a loss it would be. Um, the <laughs> Bad Girls Club kind of came out on commentary uh, during that match. They had, We'd seen them during the dark match as well. Yes. Um, kind of doing the... Uh, like siren thing where they they're off in the distance and they're interrupting people and they're getting in people's way and they're 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 uh distracting our heroes from their journey right
2: yeah my favorite part of that exchange was uh hearing uh, the only bad part about the bad girls club is their wrestling i thought that was uh you could hear that a, was from uh, hollywood yeah you could hear a burn in the crowd Oh wait, no, yeah, no. That by was by the way, from
0: Hollywood Freya. did show
1: up. Yeah, <laughs> yes. no, yeah. We were getting to that. We're getting um, a little ahead of ourselves. The um, the past few weeks from Hollywood have been. She's gotten really, really, really good at this. Yes, um, like really, 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 really good at this, and like uh, Freya, hell of a promo too. I After learning that Freya was a teacher and growing up around teachers so much, I kind of can't help but feel like she has a very, like, teacher energy to her when she's calling her opponents down. Um, <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just, like, maybe it's just that, like, I got talked to that way whenever I did something wrong from, like, two different generations of, of people. Uh, but, like, when I'm more scared of Freya talking down to me like a teacher than I am Hollywood, like threatening to do whatever it is. She does hit me up with a sock of rocks. I, I think just in my mind, teachers are scary.
2: They are. Well, they can be if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, but that you can say that about anything really.
1: So we had touched on how earlier Al Snow um, came out and made the eight man, uh, uh, like clusterfuck match for the number one, contender of the rush division title he comes out again during this segment yeah and lays some uh, pretty interesting stipulations on us. yeah this is one kind of to touch on like memphis or like southern stipulations this is like right out of that book kind of just like he m- names a match between Hollywood and freya which i did not see coming I-, I think it's kind of an interesting matchup uh but he names tiffany nieves as the guest referee and if she doesn't call it "quote unquote" right down the middle, she's out. She's fired.
0: No, you gotta say it like he said it. Fired. Fired.
1: Better. Much. Okay, good. Keep that take, Malachi. Um, I've never. Have you ever seen this? You're you you are more learned in the ways of wrestling than I am. I, I'm willing to admit it. Have you ever seen that stipulation before? Um,
2: I mean, it it happens occasionally. Uh trying to think of a, a really, really good example off the top of my head, and I'm kind of drawing a blank. But uh, anytime there is a, a special guest referee who is indirectly or directly part of the story that is uh, involving that match, it's going to be a good time.
1: The only thing that I ever want out of a guest referee um, match is for them to wear a ridiculous referee outfit like Shawn Michaels or yeah. like Ken Shamrock. Um, I, I love when the like wrestling referees look as silly as possible. I'm not saying Tiffany Nieves has to dress in a ridiculous looking referee outfit, but it would help my investment in the match a lot.
0: Okay. So I have a question. Yes. Which is the more ridiculous referee outfit, the black and white stripes or the
1: button up with the bow tie? Button up with the bow tie. Um, I'm going black and white stripes because all I can envision is Ken Shamrock's Schmedium, and he's obviously an extra, extra large, and somehow they sausage-tubed him into that shirt and made him call that match. (laughs) And like the visual of that is one of the absolute funniest things ever in the history of wrestling that was not supposed to be funny, but I think you're missing out on a golden opportunity whenever you have a special guest referee not to put them in a very silly-looking... Referee outfit. Google Shawn Michaels referee. Google Ken Shamrock referee and tell me they don't look stupid as shit. It's, it's a missed opportunity. Please, Tiffany, us, just wear something silly on Tuesday night when you call this match. Um, Amen. <laughs> Our one main event. Kind of, uh, this is something that we've seen in OVW. I feel like it's a growing trend or at least a consistent one where we're carving out 25 minutes, half an hour for this main event. Yeah. And it's not only when we're having an eight-man scramble match that we do that. We're doing it for everything. All the main events. Or quite a bit of them more often than not. But I will say that this eight-man scramble match...
2: That was off Filled
1: filled as much of that 25 minutes as humanly possible.
2: Yeah. You saw everything but the kitchen sink. It was great.
1: During commercial break, since we were lucky enough to be there live sitting front row, um, even during the commercial break, stuff was happening.
0: I'm pretty sure that since they're live on YouTube, they're like, that's going out live. So they're not doing as much filler.
1: I actually, I I wanted to touch on that because I had trouble finding it on YouTube last night. I looked as well. I couldn't find it.
0: When you live stream something is once you've streamed it you can choose to either make it available immediately or okay. you can make it private until you're ready to make it available. So so you can schedule it. Exactly. So what it seems like what OVW does is they let it play live. So if you're at there from 7 to 9, you can go to YouTube and watch it. But at 9 o'clock, they make the video private. So you have to go to Fight TV until, I think, uh, Monday or Tuesday of the following week. And then it comes back onto the site.
1: Okay. See, so oh. yeah, that's you get some good uh, backstage um, insight, whether it's producing online content through Tiny Bryan or through our interviews on this very podcast feed. That's what you tune in here for, right? Um, big, big F and match though.
2: Oh, it was huge! It had everything that. I could possibly hope for out of uh, a rush division
1: scramble. Pretty sure
0: it went 10 minutes before anybody was eliminated.
1: Yes, it felt like it went a really long time before anybody got eliminated. And one of the things about watching television wrestling is that you always have this tool in your pocket that tells you exactly how long everybody has to get to what they're doing. So it does take some of the anticipation out of a match, at least for me, um, but these guys were more than aware of that uh, boundary and filled all of their time completely Cal hero was of course on commentary looking as injured as ever get real well um, soon buddy um will Austin ends up winning the match, but there
2: was a lot that went on in the middle of it i I mean I don't know if we could talk about it all i I could spend it you know a long time talking about. Everybody that we saw. First of all, I mean, that was the first time we got a chance to see Jared Kripke.
1: It, for us, live, yes. yeah. 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 Live, yeah.
2: It That was that was great. I'd been uh, wondering when uh, we were going to be able to see that. It was great to see Maximo Suave in action again. My,
1: uh, my close personal friend, Maximo um,
2: Suave. We had Blanco Loco, Will Austin, TW3.
1: How hard do you want to punch Blanco Loco in the face? <sighs> I don't know. He's Why? extremely good looking, but he also looks like Bradley Cooper in Wedding Crashers, like just like a very specific kind of douchebag. <laughs> I can't speak to how he is personally. But Me neither. As far as on, on but the like, mic he's in this ba- case, he's a like- bad guy in the ring. Yeah, and the he's he's very good looking, and I'm very jealous of him, and I want to punch him. Well, then you know like i'm just saying like these are these are honestly if you listen to them if you break them down these are all compliments but <laughs> like, backhanded violence. possibly like, backhanded, like hey possibly. that's a great
2: shirt i had one of those when uh, i was out of work
1: when um there was like gosh we saw so much like god god during this match like um, the rev eating pizza th-
2: the yeah that's where i was Going to get us to was for me the star of the show was the dark reverend and ZDP. Uh, the match itself uh, was full of eight great competitors. Wait, who put you like on the following Great match. Are you sure?
1: I, I was asking you. Did you listen last week? I don't listen. Okay. Well, that's fair. I don't either. Wait, but uh, I do. What was your name again? Cody.
2: Uh, okay. All right. So <laughs> yeah, where that's where I was going with this. Uh for me the star of the show was uh ZDP accompanied by the reverend who put on his own show for the audience during uh this eight man scramble and uh if you were lucky enough to be there in person and and catch it it was it was something special in my opinion.
1: Don't didn't the reverend have a thing with a chicken wing in the Netflix documentary. Uh, It was a uh, it was a rib, a chicken rib. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. It wasn't a a, rib. It was was just a regular from a from a piece of pork. Yeah, yeah. The man knows how to get food over. (laughs) He definitely does.
0: Specifically about what the rev did, Um, somebody from the crowd offered him half of their Wix pizza. Their
1: delicious
2: Wix pizza. Absolutely. He took it and ran with it. Well,
0: he took a bite and he ate it. I assume. What got me was then he stuck it down his pants.
2: Yeah, he he ate on it for a couple of minutes, and uh, the crowd went wild when when he took the pizza and, and took a bite of, of it. Yeah, when they come back from the commercial break and they're they're chatting pizza, that's what they're referring to. But you think he's going to finish it? He's going to eat that last bite, and he doesn't. He he sticks it down the front of his pants, and uh, the the crowd even goes crazy. And who after hasn't? That. Really? For uh,
1: later? Save it. Save a little bit for later? Okay, that's fair. Will Austin ends up winning the match. He's now the number one contender for Cal Heroes Rush Division Championship. I didn't think that Will Austin was who I'd had pegged in this match. I'd maybe thought TW3. He was the I, next I, and last competitor.
2: I thought TW3 had a, a great chance to win this for sure, and that was logically... Uh, where I thought they were going to go with this in the beginning. But uh, there was a point where uh, Maximo looked like he was going to come out on top. Uh, there was a point where um, ZDP uh, was in there. I mean, this was pretty much a buffet for him. This, I think he took a bite out of every single person in that match. Well, and also It was like golden corral for ZDP.
1: For me, ZDP, I kind of got it tonight. After seeing him that live. He was a good good wrestling Yeah, Yeah, we talked on the way home. Um, For me, I kind of understood ZDP for the first time. I'm not a big supernatural guy. I know that's like kind of a negative take on this podcast and in wrestling fandom in general. But that's just not really my thing when I go to the wrestling buffet. That's the part that I skip. Um, However, just from a purely technical standpoint, ZDP is really... Good And maybe it took me being four foot away from the ring to realize that But I realized it last night Um, Top of the hour two here It's uh, hour two opener So we know it's going to be Gaga
2: Oh yeah And it it did not disappoint We got two
1: of the top Gaga masters on the entire roster
2: Yeah We had the Dark Reverend come back out um, And he was accompanied by the Fallen And he was in action against Ryan Von Rocket with the Vaughn Rockettes. Cristal
1: and KT, um, the, uh, the the fawners, as we established, you know, last <laughs> week. Is, is their job only to fawn over him and look sexy? Yeah, um, it would appear so. Um, <laughs> they've gotten really, really good. We saw them kind of make their debut Week to week, they are getting really more comfortable in that role and understanding more of what that role is. Like, is valeting taking bumps all the time? No, it's not. But it's an important when, when you're tasked to play that role, it's an important part of the story that, that uh, you're telling. And Crystal and Katie have really risen to the occasion incrementally week by week.
2: That's true. They certainly have. And uh, together, the three of them uh, are, are great as uh, an in-ring presence. And uh, you, you know what they say, you can't stop the rock.
1: You cannot stop the rock. You also
0: can't rhyme any of the words in that song.
1: <laughs> I think, that, honestly, I think that, okay, so when Ryan Von Rocket first started turning into Ryan Von Rocket... He would come out and play guitar, and they were, like, 30-second solos that eventually just grew into, like, three-and-a-half-minute solos. So they just got more and more and more and more obnoxious as they went on, and people started to hate it. I think that not rhyming anything in your entrance music is heat. Like, <laughs> it obviously got to you. <laughs> I was going to say, if it's
0: heat, I'm sweating. So. Yeah,
1: it obviously got to you. You Can't Stop the Rock, though. We know that, and you uh, Can't Stop the Rock last night, Ryan Von Rockett defeats uh the dark reverend yeah um, he was the captain offender t- last night for sure um with that big uh gibson double neck thing that he's got gimmick that oh i love that with. thing it's great um match five of the night this is kind of like the second week third week maybe even fourth week in a row where everything has been very meaty on the ovw television show but we're not seeing a ton of matches no
2: i i noted that there were significantly less matches than there had been in the last few weeks leading up to Mm -hmm. this but i would rather have a few really really good matches that may take a little bit longer instead of some of the other promotions where it's like, boom, here's a match, five minutes, done. Boom, here's another match, seven minutes, done. Commercial break, that's like four minutes, and then come back and do like several matches that don't really mean as much to me Mm -hmm. or or have the impact Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of short-term storytelling and long-term storytelling, Uh, but uh, they... Were there were fewer matches this week, but I would prefer quality over quantity, and they did not short us as viewers in the quality department. The only week.
1: thing short this weekend or this week was Junta Pesos in this next match.
2: What are you talking about? Um, I mean, I couldn't tell him there's and Jay these two apart. guys
1: that are dressed exactly like one of them is uh, he's shorter, and one of them is taller. Really? Because I didn't notice that. I, I we'll saw watch two it back. guys that we'll looked watch the exact it ba- same. We'll watch it back. and maybe, I'll take your word for it. Uh, why? Maybe it's a thing that didn't translate over TV, that these two guys are two different heights. But live, oh, there it is. I saw it. I saw that it yeah. was two different heights. Um, Tony Evans, the team of Tony Evans, Jay De Niro and Jack Vaughn, OVW heavyweight champion Jack Vaughn, versus the team of Star Rider, Junta Pesos, and Tony Gunn. Uh, Don't
0: forget that Tony Evans is the country boy Kentucky heavyweight champion. He'll come here and make us all hush.
1: Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Did you happen to catch that he has hush written on his finger tape? Yes, I did. I noticed that a few weeks ago. That's one of those uh, details you only get to see at at the historic Davis Arena. You don't get to see that one on TV. Um, I was kind of surprised here that the team of star writer Tony Gunn and Junta Pesos won. I kind of was, too. Uh, I kind of felt like uh, there
2: was going to be some chicanery and uh, Team Evans, De Niro, and Vaughn would come
1: out on top, but that wasn't how, uh, how things worked out this week. We saw kind of a continuation of the angle between Jack Vaughn and Tony Gunn. Um, based on that continuation, I would say it's safe to assume that we're not out of the woods yet on Star Rider and Junta Pesos and Tony Evans and Jay De Niro.
2: No, I would imagine not. This uh, match seemed to be like a uh, convenient way in the middle of everything else that was going on, including the renovations at Davis Arena this week, to advance those two storylines and kill two birds with one stone in a triple threat match.
1: Stage A lot of stage setting. Yes. A lot of stage setting. The past few weeks have been almost completely stage setting. Um, maybe not so high on the matches, uh, but tonight was high on the matches and this was kind of the one thing where you're looking at it and saying, Oh, this is for next week or this is for a few weeks down the road. The rest of this kind of felt, um, Mm. while it's looking toward next week, obviously there, do you, we've, we've been going back to this metaphor. I'm sorry. I'm struggling. We've been going back to this metaphor of like the chapter one or like the, right. Right where do you set this episode in terms of that metaphor? Uh, I feel like
2: this is somewhere about two thirds of the way through, uh, act two. I feel like, uh, act one has already been established. We, um, finished with the, uh, big ending for, uh, no rest for the wicked and the following week, Uh, that following Thursday feel like part one and part two of uh, the act three of the previous Mm -hmm. story. And then the week after that felt like uh, the beginning of a new one. Um, And this one seems like it is very much in the thick of the second act and the third act obviously being uh, the pay-per-view Thanksgiving Thunder coming up this Tuesday, as well as the regular weekly OEW show on Thursday, which I presume would still be going on after everybody goes and fills their plates and gets no, all full. No, I'm
0: pretty sure that there is no regular weekly. Yeah,
2: we will be attending oh, the Tuesday show. Oh, uh, well, right yeah, there.
0: no, But there's no Thursday. And you guys did miss out on what I found to be the most salient detail of that particular match, that Junta Pesos p- premiered. His own
1: version of the loaded baked potato glove, yes, that was the ending <laughs> to that. Match. Yes,
2: that was that was great.
1: I, uh, I think I was actually, um, sad to admit here, but you can see it on camera. I think I was stuffing my face with a hot dog at that moment.
2: Yeah, there were several trips to the uh, OVW concession stand made last evening for hot dogs and and rick's Pizza and um.
1: I got a cheeseburger that I accidentally left in the back of producer Tiny Brian's car. My but dog,
0: who, that my dog really enjoyed this morning. I was going to say, I was going to eat
1: that um, here uh, as soon as we finish this podcast. But.
0: Dude, we'll get you some fresh food. It's
1: fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Match six. Match of the night. Final match of the night, right? Main event of hour two. Triple threat match between three members of tag teams. Yes. I think they called it a triple threat captain's match. Never have heard that before, but I'll roll with it. Triple threat captain's match between Omar Amir, who's, of course, partnered with Luscious Lawrence, Cashflow, who's, of course, partnered with she and Luke Curtis, who's, of course, partnered with Joe Mack, and they're joined by Shannon the Dude. Uh, they end up winning the match. Um, so they will set the stipulation for Tuesday's uh, Thanksgiving Thunder match uh, that will be a true triple threat tag team match. Won the match
2: by underhanded means.
1: Mm -hmm. As always.
2: Yes, with uh, uh, feet up on the second rope. It wasn't the third
1: rope, was it? Well, and this is... It was. It was actually. He he extended all the way up to the third rope. I mean, the first rope, it's like,
2: okay, that's just a regular thing. Second rope is like... Yeah, I'm I'm cheating, but I'm like really, really cheating. But like the third rope is like ridiculous cheating, like cartoon,
1: uh, Wile E. Coyote. And this is of course after all of the seconds in the match had been ejected. They all make their way back to the ring. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of uh, it's a lot of Gaga. A lot of not. Well, actually, I want to take that back. Gaga is not the word I want to. Um, used to describe what happens is back. it giggity it's shenanigans
2: shenanigans There's a lot
1: of shenanigans in this I see. match. in and out in and out people get injected people coming back um referee daniel seems like he can't keep a lot of control over anything that happens in the ring there was nothing uh to make that more evident than what happened in this match um luke curtis and joe mack are going to determine the stipulation for the triple threat tag team match on tuesday what do you think that stipulation will be Huh. Let's sit and think for a minute. What
2: condition could they name that would give them a market advantage over uh, Beaches and Cream and Shira and Cashflow?
1: I don't know. That is.
0: I can tell you guys that I did have a moment with uh, their manager, Shannon, the dude, this morning, Friday morning. Okay. And as of then, he, if he can be believed. He didn't know what the stipulation was going to be.
2: I wouldn't trust him as
1: far as I can throw him. I have, I have a feeling. You could probably
0: throw him pretty far. He's a little dude. I, I have
1: a feeling could. they walked in to that match knowing what the stipulation would be, knowing how they were going to win. and uh, They're just not going to tell us. Yeah, you can't trust Shannon the dude. Oh, you can't trust right. Shannon the dude. And a, a man in a jacket like that, you can't trust him. He's either trying to uh, lie to you about wrestling stipulations or sell you a used car that has, exactly has had the miles rolled back on it yeah um it's a main event at OVW so what happens at the end Schmaz. melee that's what we do a huge melee That's what we do at OVW to end the main events that's what we do melee set, set an outraged melee um where do we where what are we doing on Tuesday here? What are we? What what happens Tuesday at all after tonight? Not just this main event, but in general, who do we see? I guess we kind of have an idea of it. We're gonna see Tiffany Diaz and Hollywood Haley J.
0: Tiffany's the ref,
1: right? It's Freya versus and Freya, Holly. yeah, Freya, right? Haley. Tiffany Diaz is the ref. We're gonna see that. How does that end?
2: <sighs> that's a tough, That's a tough call. Um, gut reaction. I think it might be Freya. Does Will Austin beat um, Cal Hero? I don't think so. I don't think so. Disagree. Although, one thing I do disagree with is they said point blank Adam Revolver will not be at Thanksgiving Thunder. I think he's going to be there. I Even though he's quote unquote suspended, I think he'll be there to re- like interfere with that
1: match. Maybe under a hood or a mask or something. If we're bringing out all the gimmicks for this angle, let's just keep bringing him out. Yeah, can, yeah, why not? He can just wear a sting mask in in the corner and then come out or something. Maybe like he'll uh, end up dressed like
2: the masked gentleman who was in front of the commentary table last night. Uh, mayor, m- the, the masked mayor. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Actual
0: Kentucky mayor. If you were watching and saw that dude,
1: apparently we found yeah. that out afterwards. Um, He's a mayor of allegedly, history. and yeah, apparently and allegedly. Um, And then I'm still going to say Luke Curtis and Joe Mack retain. Probably, yeah. Of the things that we know we're going to see Tuesday night at Thanksgiving Thunder, those are kind of our predictions, right?
0: I think, and I'm going to disagree with you guys again, I think that the Golden Lions will win it, and then they will immediately lose it, like, probably next Tuesday to Beaches and Cream.
1: I don't hate that, but I don't... I don't need be, uh the 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 lion chops to win it personally. Like I say, I
0: think they'll hold it for about 8
1: days. I don't want them to win it at all. Um so let me ask you this. Let's do some live production here. Should I go ahead and do the end roll? So yeah,
0: before no, let's not do that yet. Okay. So yeah, before we uh before we do get out of here, we do have one more bit we want to talk about. We were lucky enough so before we recorded this episode, we did our interview for uh, probably 11, episode 11, Maximo Suave. Uh, you'll hear that soon. But while he was here, since he is actually behind the, uh, behind the scenes at OVW, we had a moment to ask him about the, not just the renovations, but the investor that has made the renovations possible. And uh, Maximo, when you get him talking... He's,
1: he, he's a good talker. He's, he's, he's hard to stop and easy to listen to.
0: So we'll cut to that in a moment. But I just want to say, personally, well, how, how what a joy that was to see them taking those steps up. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking when we were talking about it, wrestlers made Davis Arena, like their, their $100,000 cameras and, and angles and such and editing, made Davis Arena look huge and beautiful and now the renovations are just starting to make that
1: just true. And now it's up to Davis Arena to match expectations. Exactly, mm-hmm. and
0: so yeah, it was. Uh, that that's me personally. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but being on the side that the hard camera sees is a whole different experience at OVW. It's a
1: party over there. Oh, it sure is. My first OVW show ever. We sat essentially where we sat last night. It was a Nightmare Rumble. I guess, probably 2017 or 18. Um, And I kind of had a moment last night watching OVW live uh, where it was hard not to reflect on how how, how much I've personally seen OVW grow in that amount of time and then compare that to what the last three months of OVW's growth have looked like. And if we're just doing it, like, mathematically, it's a 200% increase in the last three months versus what they've done in the last five or six years. It's amazing. It truly Uh, is.
0: So, yeah, we will... uh, So, yeah, I just wanted to set that up a little bit. But, yeah, let's listen to a brief bit of our discussion with Maximo about those changes.
1: Maximo, there's been a lot of changes at the historic Davis Arena recently.
0: Oh, yeah, there
3: has been. uh, So, there's been... uh, New investors and everything. The OBW caught some attention from an, an investor. Came in.
1: I don't know the do details you have of it. Do you have a name? Ed. Ed.
3: I just I feel bad because I forget his last name. <laughs> but Ed is such a nice guy. Straightforward. Okay. But
1: I don't I know like what, what's the deal that they did. How long until he's booking angles? Nope. Uh, he had. <laughs> no, a, no, I'm just kidding. He, no, no. Kidding. To be honest
3: with you, he had a meeting with all the talent, and he gave the heads up that he is not in part of anything that has to do with the wrestling side, booking uh, the show, who creative, creative. when it comes to creative, that is 100% Al Snow and his team. He has nothing.
1: That's really good to hear. Hallelujah.
3: But So then he he told us, hey, I'm, I'm part of the team. There's going to be some new things that's going to be happening. And as a wrestler, we hear a lot, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. In our head, it's bullshit. Ain't nothing going to happen. Till it happened This man made it happen Boy did he ever He told told us right from the jump Hey we're family He always emphasizes that That we are a family Let's work together We're going to build this arena together We're going to renovate it together I got this coming Like new speakers New lights uh, Monitors The production is going to be changed And everything So I'm like oh okay sure Brother the next day Overnight delivery We show up to the arena And everything that he said Was there it's and we just started working. So now there's a big office for the production crew for how they run TV and everything. Uh, as you've seen, they moved the stage back. They made yeah. the stage longer, mm-hmm. wider, new monitors on the top. The commentary is now on
1: top of the stage. It
2: is. Big video ball.
1: Big the, the the video one made me like whoa. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, you know, just like the openness of space in there now, yes, how much light is, is in there
3: more now? More light. It's so they were able, I believe, to fill more people in. But it was more like he said, like visual when you when the camera is on. Like there's so much space that was taken up by by you know the old style of how they had the Davis Arena. Like mm-hmm. no, I want to open this and he. He's telling out the ideas, and I was like, "Okay, if that's what, let's see." And then when he started explaining, and I was like, "Oh, okay."
1: Did Did he have a, like a background in like video production or or TV? I or believe anything? so. He okay. is.
3: A, he, if I'm right, he told me he owns seven different companies. Okay. So, <laughs> like, he has his hands on everything. Okay. In his business, like it's you know production and this and that. Like he has it packed down. And then you know we're listening to him, like man, this is a lot. And all of a sudden.
1: Here comes Thursday with the, pff- and it's not completely
3: finished. That's not the thing.
1: We're nowhere near done yet. And that is, that's the most breathtaking part to me. And, and Yeah. Like it's for it not to be finished. Yeah. I can't wait to see he what it looks us like. Like we,
3: the stage is done. So that's done. You know, we remodel, we did it. The stage is done, but he's like, oh, that's just a stage. We still got to work on here and here. We're going to do this over here. I'm like, well, well brother, you, you said you were going to make it happen. And as of now, you're making it happen. Uh, Whatever you think is good, let's do it.
2: Well, when we were there last night, it was a huge difference from where we had seen it last and all the other times we'd been to Davis Arena. We walked in, and our jaws just dropped. I mean, it was so bright in there. Everything was well lit. Uh, There was so much more room.
3: And I had a conversation with Ed. Like, with the new setup and everything, it felt big. Like, it... Yes. I know it's, it's, yes. it's Yes. All TV shows are big, but it just had that big pay per view, almost like uh, I don't want to say WrestleMania because we're not there yet, but like uh, a backlash, you know, when it was in Puerto Rico and it, you know it's backlash, but it felt, yeah, big. felt huge. Yeah. So for it did. us yesterday, everybody was on that vibe that as soon as we, you know, I cut the promo, I come out like, man, this feels like. A a big pay-per-view, even though the pay-per-view is not
0: till December, but it feels like a pay-per-view. Well, there were eight of you and Al Snow all standing (laughs) on the stage. (laughs) And and we all fit comfortably. Uh, Two (laughs) weeks
1: ago, I don't know if that would (laughs) have happened. No, not at all. No, it would not And the
3: thing about it was that the old ramp was so steep. Yeah, we've We've talked about about it several times. for me with the, you know, I'm coming back and it's like, oh, at the Rumble, like, oh, I have to run down this. I'm like, oh, well, hopefully I don't. I don't crash and burn. Yeah, you were
2: talking about which shoes you were going to yeah. wear that night. And I remember. And all
3: of a sudden, now we just we stretched the the ramp out by four feet, and it's wider, and it's just amazing.
1: Two uh, two things. Whenever you guys are doing the renovation, is it all hands on deck? Wrestlers, Al, Doug basher everybody. everybody, everybody, everybody's working together. We're all a family. Mm-hmm.
3: So that family has to take care of the house, right? So everybody's all hands on deck. You know, everybody have their jobs and everything but everybody pitches in
1: and then i wanted to ask you about the part that us as viewers can't see yes i wanted to ask you about some renovations backstage
3: so before there was a locker room downstairs and upstairs everything got transferred to upstairs like it's all open space up top now Mm -hmm. there that's another thing that we're not done yet but that's like he said, the backstage area, we can take our time because it's not being shown on TV right. on a weekly basis. Yeah. <laughs> that's more fun. So we're working on that. But, like, they're opening it up. Uh, they want to make – they made a lounge for, uh, to have meetings. So, like, if Al Snow has to have a meeting with some people, there's a lounge with chairs in it. Dude, it's looking beautiful back there. Then, like I said, like, take this whole area – stretch it out a little bit more it's the production area there's monitor there's like six seven monitors now on t- on the on the wall how uh, many
1: were there before
3: before they had maybe two or three okay and it felt like everybody was on top of each other mm-hmm. now yeah. since everything got spread out and like walls were taken down and everything now everybody can sit there comfortably I don't like being in production sometimes because it gets hectic. And since I don't understand how, you know, because it's TV, I only know how to wrestle. (laughs) (laughs) I know how to wrestle and cut a promo. That's it. But how to, hey, go from this camera to that camera and everything, like I sit there like that's hectic. And now it's more, hey, camera here, this. And they got switchboards and all of this. I'm like, all right.
1: hey Let's do this. Maximo, thank you so much for telling us a little bit uh, on the, like, Wrestler side yeah. of the renovations at OVW it's, it's, and uh, Davis Arena.
3: Like like Ed said, and I, even before Ed said it, like when I came into OVW, it's the one thing that it's always hammered out. Like we're a family, we got to take care of the house. Right. Ed came in, seen the commodity, and seen the brotherhood. He's like, okay. You guys are a family. This is our family. Like we we're gonna build this together, and this is our house. This is our baby. Mm-hmm. We have to take care of it. Make sure that. Nobody screws up to mess it up for everybody else, <laughs> but let's take care of the house and let's just rock it every week. We, what, yesterday was the 10th show in a row? Yeah. 10th week in out. a row sold out. That's sold right. Out. Now, Thanksgiving Thunder. Is it Thanksgiving or Tuesday Thunder? It's we're, Thanksgiving Thunder. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Thunder.
1: Thanksgiving Thunder on a Tuesday.
3: On a Tuesday. Sold out already. Yep. So it's like, we're on a roll and we just want to keep it going. There's more news on the horizon. Uh for another podcast yes but I can't can't have don't have all get the fun yourself in trouble no no no, we no, love you. no no but uh let's just say this how about this as you know every summer there's a ovw tour yeah maybe in 2024 maybe it's not only a summer tour
1: Love to hear Let's it. Let's just keep it at that. Breaking <laughs> news. Ding dong, ding dong. Maximo, man, my personal new best friend. My oh, close, I love it. I love my it. close personal friend, <laughs> Maximo Suave. Thank you for stopping by. No, right. no, yeah, no thank you're yeah. welcome. So thank much. you guys for having me, man. Thank you, Max Bay, for a little bit of uh, that insight from backstage and, and just in general at OVW.
2: Absolutely. It was great. And thank you so much for coming to spend time with us. It's always entertaining when we get a chance to uh, catch up with you.
1: My close, personal new best friend, Maximo Suave. Um, we're, we're wrapping up here, Brian. I know there was a couple of things, some housekeeping that we wanted to do on the way out.
2: Uh, yes. Last night while we were there, uh, I just wanted to take a second and say that uh, it was great to... Uh, Speak with everybody that we were able to catch up with. There were a couple of people in particular that I wanted to say hello to. Uh, I ran into Janet last night while we were on our uh, way to the concession stand to get something to eat.
1: What's Janet do?
2: Uh, She listens to our podcast. Hey,
1: shout out Janet. Hey, thank you. (laughs) Hey, Janet.
2: And uh, I can't remember this gentleman's name, but uh, it was during the final match. He was in the second row behind us. Mm -hmm. He had a fight to the end shirt on, and he kept chanting bitches and cream, and I almost spit out my drink. You, sir, are a hero, and it was great talking to you, too, and uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, but the highlight of the night for me was when we were walking to our car and you drove past us and honked the horn and started you and your whole load started chanting podcast, podcast. I just want to say thank you so much for your support, and it was great to meet you, and I can't wait to see you at uh, Thanksgiving Thunder this coming Tuesday.
0: And make sure you're always, if we're we're there all the time, come up and talk to us. We're, we're, we're not scary. Yes,
1: seriously. Um, well, go talk to Brian. I get a little skittish. Um the uh, One thing I want to say is I did have a really great conversation with uh, Daniel, the ref, last night. Daniel, learn how to ref. The OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling, is produced by Blacklight Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. The OVW Podcast broadcast team is me, Jack Oaks, and my co-host, Brian Hines. What up? Our studio engineer and editor is Malachi P.S. Woodard. Executive producer is Tiny Brian K. Woodard. Senior producer for The Blimp is Victor Anderson. After watching Wrestlers on Netflix, visit ovwpodcast.com slash podcasters to find all episodes of our unofficial wrestlers after show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate us five stars, and give us a review. You can also find us at OVW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, x TikTok, and in your dreams. Love you guys. That's your drugs. Thank you guys.